Hey, what's going on? Who that nation? It is your truly TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you all so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. And uh, on this edition of the State of the Saints podcast, we're going to be talking about quarterback Jameis Winston. Uh, now, according to sources, according to ESPN insider Adam Schefter, he's the one that broke the news that the Saints have decided to allow Jameis Winston uh, to be the starting quarterback going into the game versus the Green Bay Packers and for the foreseeable future. And um, first off, I want to say congratulations to Jameis Winston. Uh, I really feel like Jameis Winston uh, earned the starting job, uh, you know, going into competition with Taysom Hill during training camp. Uh, you know, it, it was a, a competition and I want to give, a shout out also to Coach Sean Payton, who just didn't, you know, just appoint somebody as the starter and and just left it at that. He really allowed these two guys to compete, and he gave uh, Taysom Hill a fair shake. Uh, special shout out to Taysom Hill for giving it the old college try. Really uh, improved himself, uh, lost weight, worked on his footwork, and you can tell uh, some of the things that Taysom Hill worked on in the offseason. So I think that's going to pay dividends to him. You know, just in case something does happen uh, with Jameis Winston, I'm knocking on wood. You know, hopefully, hopefully that won't happen. But uh, you know, Taysom Hill, not all is lost. Um, usually, like when guys lose out on a competition, like how you know Trevor Lawrence was named the starter for Jacksonville, Gardner Minshew as the backup. Un unless Trevor Lawrence gets hurt, Gardner Minshew, you know, what I'm saying is not going to play at all the entire season. So. Least Taysom Hill can go back to his Swiss Army knife role and still be able to hit the field, and he just won't be sitting on the on a shelf collecting dust. But uh, Jameis Winston, he definitely earned the starting position. Rather, you know, you had your reservations about Jameis or not. I think that game on Monday night really just showed us that you know that the talent that he has, and also some of the things that he can bring to New Orleans. Uh, number one, his ability to air it out, fifty-three point six yards according to Next Gen Stats. That was the longest air distance pass the Saints have thrown since 2016. Uh, also, you know, his, his playmaking ability, his, his ability to throw the ball down the field, getting into the hands of the playmakers, uh, that's going to help the Saints also, man. And, and not to mention, you know, when you have Alvin Kamara and you have people like Taysom Hill, uh, that's matchup nightmares. The Saints can have one of the best offenses in the league. So I'm excited to see what's going to happen. I'm excited to see. Uh, what Jameis Winston can bring to the tables. I think that if Jameis Winston, uh, you know, cut down on the turnovers, which I highly doubt if he's going to have 30 interceptions in a Sean Payton offense, uh, if he can cut it into half between, you know, 15, I think that the Saints would still, would still be able to uh, make the playoffs, okay? I mean, I think that 15, I mean, you still be able to make the playoffs. I think that we get things kind of misconstrued as fans when we see quarterbacks throwing single-digit interceptions. Uh, you know, normally those guys are probably front runners for league MVP. But if you can keep it between 12 and 15 interceptions per season, I think you should be just fine, man. But congratulations once again to Jameis Winston. He earned that position. And now we can move forward, man. All this division between the who that nation, between Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston. Now we can go ahead and put that stuff to bed and we can go back to cheering for the New Orleans Saints. And hopefully uh, people are still, you know, cheering for the New Orleans Saints and uh, Jameis Winston becoming a starting quarterback uh, doesn't is not a deal breaker for them because number one, uh, I would question your fandom because you know you should be a fan of the team, okay? Um, and this team makes the best decisions based on who they feel will give them the best chance to win. So uh, I'm just glad that we can go back to being fans at the end of the day. That that's it because all this division between quarterbacks. Really was getting on my nerves, really frustrating me. And uh, I'm just glad that we can finally know who the starting quarterback can be so we can go ahead and move on with our lives. Okay, so let's go ahead and answer some of your questions and your comments. Thank you all so much for being a part of the State of the Saints podcast. Also want to give a special shout out to uh, Steve Weiss. Uh, he was on the show a couple of days ago. Uh, interview Steve Weiss from NFL Network. Uh, if you have not checked out the interview, please do. Uh, he talked a little bit about the Saints as well as the NFC South. So I want to give a special shout out to him. Uh, I want to thank him for his time and uh, thank him, uh, you know, for just coming on the show. So let's go ahead and get it started. 
Gabriel says, I'm happy Hill as a quarterback is equal a Kamara and Callaway to weapons, but Jameis as a quarterback is equal a Kamara, Hill, Callaway, three more weapons. Yeah, I agree. You know, it, it makes the Saints uh, more dangerous because you have like all these different weapons. And also, it just makes the offense as a whole more dangerous because last year, you know, teams weren't really respecting the arm strength of Drew Brees. So they played a lot of cover two. They played a lot of uh, press coverage on on the wide receivers trying to knock them off their routes and they dare drew Brees to throw the ball over their heads uh if they do that again Jameis winston if you try to put zero coverage against him and for those that don't know what zero coverage is that means man to man okay mano imano wide receiver versus cornerback if you do that again Jameis winston Jameis winston uh can throw that ball over your head and put it into the hands of the playmakers you've seen that play uh, when he threw the marcus callaway and zero coverage so if you tried to do that against Jameis Winston, my goodness, uh, he might light you up, okay? So a lot of teams are going to change the way that they scheme uh, defensively versus the Saints now that Jameis Winston is a quarterback. Frank says, great choice. Taysom will still be a key part of our success. Yeah, that's what I said. You know, all hope is not lost. You know, normally, like, when you have a, a, a quarterback competition, a backup quarterback, the one that loses, you don't see him. He's just holding a clipboard and a headset. But Taysom still gets the opportunity to play. And, and that's a plus. Like, that's why I, I always said here on the State of the Saints podcast, Taysom Hill was playing with house money. I mean, he was out there trying to achieve his dream, of course. You know what I'm saying? He was trying to up his portfolio, so to speak, becoming that starting quarterback. But even if he lost, in this case, uh, unfortunately for him, it, it did, he still gets an opportunity to play. How many backup quarterbacks can say that? Not many, if any, uh, really happy for him, uh, humbled himself and went out and got it. Got to be a proud man. Yeah, I mean, he earned it. You know, he earned it. Uh, he, he went out there and he changed his whole philosophy and his way of thinking, man. He even changed his body. Like for a person to go through this type of overhaul in order to better themselves, regardless if you're the biggest fan of that person or not, you got to respect their efforts. You know, Jameis Winston, I mean, he lost a lot of weight. Uh, you know what I'm saying? He gained a lot of muscle. Uh, he changed the way that he ate. He changed the, the, the regimen that he did. He changed his, uh, his meditation. He started to work on things that, that helps him mentally. Uh, he went out and got LASIK surgery. You know, I mean, all of these different things to help him become a better version of himself. He even decided to humble himself and sit down and, and just become a backup last year and, and sit behind Drew Brees. I mean, this guy was the first overall pick, and I'm pretty sure – a team would have took a chance on him to play on their team last year. Uh, you know, the fact that he was a number one overall pick and the arm talent that he had, but he decided to come to a team where he felt would give him the best position to win and also give him the best opportunity to become the best quarterback he can possibly be. So regardless to how you feel about Jameis Winston, you have to give the man respect. I respect him just for that simple fact, because there are so many other guys out here they go out here and just chase the bag. They feel like it's not them. It's the team that they came from. And they don't really look within themselves to try to change those things. And they definitely don't go this route to try to humble themselves and try to sit down and, and think about what they did wrong in order to correct it. That's that's That shows you the role. To me, that, that shows the role and the testament of a man and a woman. Seriously. Like when a person really looks within themselves and say, man, what's wrong with me? Like, what can I do to fix me? You know, we do that sometimes, right? When we go through different situations in our life, it can be the same situation happening over and over again. Some of us never really look at ourselves. We look at the other person. Oh, it's their fault. They're the reason I feel this way. They're the reason why I'm yelling. They're the reason why I can't get ahead. We never really look at ourselves in the mirror and say, what's the one common denominator out of all these situations? It's me. So what can I do to change this situation? Jameis Winston did that. So he gets my respect. Zane says, I say, hey, uh, we are uh, who that nation pulling for Jameis. Glad to see him reset his focus and uh, refine his skills to be an awesome quarterback for our franchise. Go number two. Proud to see him succeed. Yeah, Zane, you know, that, that's what it's all about. You know, changing, changing the things that you need to change, understanding uh, that you need to work on a few things and willing to uh, invest in yourself in the process. So uh, that that I do respect. I'm going to scroll down a little bit, folks. Uh, 
read a few more because um, I think I'm passing up some of the comments that I made earlier. So I'm going to scroll down a little bit. Uh, if you don't hear your comment, feel free to put it back again if you you didn't hear it. Uh, Taysom uh, good uh, at what he does. Uh, don't get me wrong, but he's just not a starting quarterback material, in my opinion. Uh, Charles, it depends on how you define starting quarterback. Uh, starting quarterback, if somebody goes down and get hurt and he, you need him to come in for a couple weeks, yes. Uh, week after week, 17 games, uh, I, I don't believe that. I feel like he's a solid quarterback if you need somebody to come in and make some plays. And, hell, you know, he has those moments where he can be the best quarterback on the field. But so does Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, so does, um, you know, some of these other backup quarterbacks that they have out there. You know, they, they have their moments, they have their spurts, but to do this consistently game after game, that's what I question. But I do feel like he, he's such an important part to the Saints success. Like I, I really feel like him not playing in that divisional game really hurt the Saints. It, it really did because of what he can actually do as a Swiss army knife. It, it, it hurts, you know, it hurt the Saints in that divisional game. Him being out there is a factor. So him being that Swiss Army knife, lining up in all these different formations and playing all these different positions helped the New Orleans Saints. So he's still as important of a player as he would be if he was the quarterback. Uh, as a Bucks fan and as a Winston fan, I'll uh, be rooting for him except when we play the Saints. <laughs> Jacko, I can understand that. And there's a lot of guys out there, you know, that are Bucks fans that feel the same way, man. Real talk, Perez. Uh, he called in, chimed in about it. I uh, got my boy DJ Hopkins, uh, you know, from the NFC South versus NFL, my guy. Uh, you know, he texted me the other day. Uh, Shouts out to my uh, my homeboy, Kerry, man, my uh, my uh, wife's best friend's uh, husband. You know, he, me and him, uh, you know, chiming in. He's an Alabama native. He actually went to the University of Alabama. He hit me up on Monday. So everybody, a lot of people are rooting uh, for, uh, you know, Jameis to succeed, man. So that, that showed you right there. You know, the fact that a, a, a rival team uh, can come over and still wish this guy success, that ought to tell you everything you need to know about the about the player. You know what I'm saying? Like the Buccaneers and the Saints are rivals. But for a Buccaneers fan to still have an appreciation for this dude, I mean, that, that speaks volumes. You know, normally, like, when guys just don't pan out, you know, you have got, you know, you have uh, fans that be like, man, get that bum up out of here. But more times than not, I hear people really praising Jameis Winston and really showing their appreciation, those Bucks fans. Uh, I seen a joke saying Green Bay DBs are about to get early incentives from interceptions. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, you can say whatever they want to say, but they can go out here and they can underestimate Jameis Winston if they want to, and they're going to end up losing. Uh, you know, I, I just feel like people are not giving this man the respect. You know, I, I just feel like Jameis Winston is in a different category when it comes to like how quarterbacks are evaluated. I just think that people just look at this dude as a joke. And you look at some of these other quarterbacks, how they're giving these guys opportunity after opportunity and they're giving them chance after chance. And, you know, they're, they're really like giving these guys the benefit of the doubt. Like, I don't hear people like bad-mouthing Sam Darnold. I don't hear people really bad-mouthing Tua Tagovailoa. I don't even hear people like bad-mouthing Marcus Mariota, who were drafted right after Jameis Winston. I don't see anybody, like, talking about him. Like, even, like, with Derek Carr, right? Derek Carr, people are talking about Marcus Mariota, you know, starting over him. Like, that. that's what they were talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like, so how is it that Marcus Mariota – Never really threw for 5,000 yards. Was always hurt for the Tennessee Titans more times than not. But this dude get the benefit of the doubt over somebody that threw for 5,000 yards. And people can talk about the 30 interceptions all they want to. But the dude played more than one season. People are, like, making it seem like this dude only played one year. And that's, like, the only stat that they put up. Mostly, you know what I'm saying, some of the stats that he put up. I mean, this dude was, like, this dude was offensive rookie of the year. Like, this dude, like, was putting up between 15 and 18 interceptions. Like, you have good quarterbacks that put up those type of uh, interceptions per year. But everybody is looking at that year where he threw 30 interceptions, and they're saying that this dude is a failure. Now, I can understand, like, if he threw 30 interceptions and it was his first season, then you can have some, you know, have your reservations about it. But the fact that this dude only played one year and he threw uh, interceptions like that, he had a coach that is known for anybody – 
at the quarterback position that he coaches have a high volume of interceptions. Eric Ladd's one of them. Like the year that Peyton Manning threw all those interceptions, Bruce Arians was his quarterback coach. Uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger, uh, Carson Palmer, like all of these guys under Bruce Arians had high high number of interceptions. And how people don't take that into account, I, I just do not know. I, I just don't know. But I, I don't understand how this dude just get the stigma of being a failure. Like, I, I just don't understand it. Like, I don't care how bad you are. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, you throw for 5,000 yards in a season, that's pretty doggone impressive. So I, I, I just don't understand it. And I, I just don't – I don't also get how in football – how a guy can have one bad year and then all of a sudden, like, they just suck. Like, they just get the moniker of not being good. Like, every other other every other sport that you watch on TV, people get the benefit of the doubt. People get, you know, leave other organizations, go to other organizations, and then all of a sudden they become better. People are patient with them. But when it comes to football, it's like people don't give these guys the opportunity to change. They they don't say, okay, it's not – it's not the system. I mean, yeah, it's not the system. It's the quarterback every single time, regardless if the coach ended up getting fired in the process or everywhere that he went is basically the same outcome. I, I don't get it. I don't get how, how this dude just get this, this moniker of just being a failure. And I'm not just saying that because he played for the saints. Now I'm serious. Like if he was to go somewhere else, I would still be asking the same question. Like, I, I don't get it. Like, I, I don't get how this dude just get the short end of the stick and how people just, like, scoff and laugh at this dude, like, and dismiss him like he's nothing, you know? And I've seen this dude play better than many of these quarterbacks that they give the benefit of the doubt. Maybe somebody can explain that to me, but I, I just don't understand it. There is a distance between, uh, or there's a distant difference between uh like and respect Jameis should uh have earned every Saints fan respect at the end of the season he uh, will have earned the league and nine fans respect well I hope so you know I hope he does and um I, I believe that he will you know if he keeps playing the way that we see him play in that last game and you know he cuts down on the interceptions I think that people are going to give him a whole lot of respect how offense is about to be deadly sounds like Murray uh, is in uh, the trade blocks. Well, uh, man, that could, I mean, could be, could be, but um, I don't know, man. I think Latavia and Murray might play a little bit better when the season starts. Feed Alvin Kamara versus Green Bay week one, all game. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I think that the Saints are going to be fully prepared and I think they're going to have a balanced attack. Edmund says, I'm seeing the playbook from 2011 to 2014 coming back. Well, as long as I don't see the defense from 2011 to 2014, I'll be just fine. Uh, with Taysom losing weight, does he play more wide receiver this year and running back instead of tight end? TJ, your thoughts? No, uh, because uh, it's not the fact that he lost that much weight. Uh, you know, I mean, he, he just got more lean. You know what I'm saying? Like he... Uh, it, it's not like he lost 20, 30 pounds or something like that. He probably lost between five to seven pounds. He just got more leaner. And, um, you know, I mean, that, I mean, it, it's not that big of a deal. I think he can still go back to being that player that he was, you know. Uh, I really don't think so. We need uh, that bruiser type back uh, season versus preseason, two different uh, things. Watch he steps up. Yeah, man, look. The whole point of the preseason is to get these reps and and not get hurt. I mean, I I think that Latavius is kind of saving himself. I don't worry about him too much. I mean, he do he did look old out there, but um, I, I'm not too concerned about him. I have to see in I have to see this type of production in the regular season, which I don't think I see. What is the cost to add a wide receiver, fullback, running back, quarterback, special team? A Taysom adds value, but isn't an elite starter in this league? Uh, yes, he is. Depends on how you look at, you know, starter. I mean, I consider Taysom Hill a starter. <laughs> I mean, he just starts at all, all different positions. Nine times out of ten, like, he's on the field. So, rather he's at tight end, rather he's in the backfield, rather he's quarterback. So, you know, I, I've said this before, Sam, and I don't know if you heard this before, but I, I said it like 
you know, Taysom Hill is the Costco of the National Football League. I mean, for those that have a Costco card or a Sam's Club card, you know you can get large bundles of merchandise for less money. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a, it's a huge portion of something, you know what I'm saying, that you're paying for in, in one lump sum. That's the same thing when it comes to Taysom Hill, right? Taysom Hill is a tight end, a running back, quarterback, special teamers, all wrapped up into one. Now, if you add that money up collectively, you're, it's going to be more than twelve million dollars for all those different positions. It would be it would it would be more than twelve point two million dollars. I can tell you that right now. So actually, the Saints are actually saving money by having him on the field, by him doing a plethora of things, a, a collage of things. It helps the New Orleans Saints. Clay says bad weather coming, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that, man. Uh, prayers to the people out there in Louisiana, man. Y'all be safe out there. You know, hurricane, um, well, storm coming. Away. I don't know if it's a hurricane or not. Last time I checked, it was a tropical storm. Be careful out there. Uh, if the defense plays like they did in the preseason and Jameis plays like he did the other night, we can't go uh, deep in the playoffs. Birdman hands rub. Yeah, I mean. If he can go out there and he can limit the, the turnovers, like just cut them in half. I just don't see him throwing 20 interceptions. You know, I, I see between maybe 12 to 15 interceptions I can see him throwing. You know, and maybe some of those interceptions uh, probably come in, you know, maybe the Saints are kind of behind and they're trying to force their way back. But I just can't see him like doing out, going out there, throwing a the ball all over the place and throwing all those interceptions. I, I just don't see that. Uh, Sean Payton won't even allow him to do that. I, I, I guarantee Sean Payton will not allow him to do that. Jameis never really had a good head coach. So with him under Sean Payton, I think he'll do very well and would be very underrated to the league. Well, let him be underrated. Let him be underrated. But this man know what he this man know who he is and he knows what he represents. And as long as he stays true to that, he'll be just fine. As much as I used to laugh at Winston with Tampa, I was always scared of when uh, he was focused and tears us up. Yeah, I mean, Jameis uh, led some comebacks. I remember what was the last game of the season. Uh, I want to say the 2017 season, and they came back one in overtime or something like that. You know, so, I mean, the dude capable. And then also, you know, it was a couple of games where, you know, the Saints had them dead to rice, and we seen some late game heroics from him. So, it's not like, you know, like he was terrible or something like that, you know, when he was in Tampa. I just think that Tampa was going through a transition. Uh, there were some things that, you know, they needed to work on. You know, I think some things that he needed to work on. I think it was more so about what the coaches wanted more so than what was right for him. But it'll be a little bit different with Sean Payton. Sean Payton doesn't really ask players to do things that he knows they're not comfortable with. He, go, he, he he schemes around the things that makes these guys comfortable and what these guys are good at. So that's the difference. Uh, I'm not looking for who will get us touchdowns and get us the, uh, and get us the wins. Uh, I don't feel like Taysom Hill can do that on a week-by-week -week basis. I feel Winston give us a better chance to win. Uh, he's no Drew Brees, but he has what it takes to uh, take the throne. Uh, his decision-making – uh, and hell, Mary passes remind me of the 2009 breeze. Uh, let's see, and that's what I like. He earned it, yeah. Casey, look, uh, I had this conversation with Steve Weish, um, you know, in, when I interviewed him a couple of days ago, <laughs> and uh, I was saying that uh, Jameis Winston isn't under you know as much pressure as he was in Tampa, and uh, Steve was like, Well, you know, he's he's coming in after the greatest quarterback in franchise history and Drew Brees. He said, so you don't feel like there's pressure. I said, well, I look at it this way. When you're the first overall pick, teams are looking at you to be the savior of the franchise. As Saints fans, I don't think any of us are looking at Jameis Winston to be the savior of the franchise. We're just looking for Jameis Winston to play well because we know what the Saints can be. Like, like I often say, like we know this team can win without Drew Brees. We've seen this for two seasons in a nine-game span. Drew Brees missed nine games in the last two years. So we know that the Saints can actually win football games with the team that they actually have. Imagine how you would feel right now if you didn't see Drew Brees get hurt over the last couple of years. Think about that. 
if we didn't see Drew Brees get hurt over the last couple of years, would you have this type of confidence? You pro- you probably would be ups- you probably would be more afraid than you probably feel right now. But you're confident when you seen Taysom and Jameis uh, have this competition, you were really fully invested in this competition. If you didn't see Drew Brees get hurt over the last two seasons, you probably be more concerned with other things other than a quarterback competition. So as long as Jameis Winston goes out and he plays well, we know that this team has what it takes to win. And it's not like how it was in Tampa. When you're the first overall pick, people are looking like you are that guy. You are the guy that is going to turn this franchise around. You are the guy that is going to help our misfortunes. That is the pressure that he had. And and when you have that type of pressure, it goes to your head. You know what I'm saying? Because you feel like you have to win the game. You have to lead the franchise. You are the guy. He is the guy because he plays the, the, the most important position on the field in some people's eyes. But he does not have that same type of pressure as he did when he was in Tampa. We still expect him to lead the team and throw touchdowns and, and you know what I'm saying, and, and sustain drives like any other quarterback. But we look for other guys to lead this team, like Demario Davis, like Cameron Jordan, uh, like Marcus Williams, Malcolm Jenkins, Marshawn Lattimore, Alvin Kamara. Those are the guys that we look to as far as the leadership role. And those are some of the guys we actually think about even before we get to Jameis Winston. So I, we're expecting him just to play well, not be the savior of the New Orleans Saints, because in all honesty, the Saints don't need a savior. The Saints just need some a, a sustainer. You know what I'm saying? They don't need a savior. They need a sustainer. Be able to sustain drives, to be able to sustain leads, be able to, you know what I'm saying, do the little things that need to be done in order to get them over the hump. That is what the New Orleans Saints need. And, and I think that, just because of that, it alleviates the type of pressure that he had when he was in Tampa and how it's different now that he's in New Orleans. I'll be ripping them says it's, uh, it'd be cool if the hurricane that's coming turns out to be Hurricane Harold. <laughs> Stand back. <laughs> There's a hurricane coming through. Yeah, Hurricane Harold, the former wrestler, man. Gabriel says there are so many uh, similarities between the first five years of Drew and Jameis' career but I am hesitant to put Jameis on the same Hall of Fame trajectory because leagues have more film on Sean Payton's system now. Well, I think that is different because there's not going to be the same offensive scheme. If you learn anything about Sean Payton, Sean Payton schemes based on how a quarterback plays. He schemed the offense completely different after that Cowboy game for Teddy Bridgewater. It was not the same type of offense. He schemed the offense completely different when Taysom Hill was in the game, and he schemed the offense differently when Drew Brees was in the game. So Sean Payton is never a stagnant coach. You know what I'm saying? Like, even when he's stagnant, he's only stagnant, in my opinion, because of the players that he has. Like, a lot of the things that the Saints were going through during those tough times, you know, between, like, 14 and 16 or 13 to 16 was because – the players that they actually had at that particular time and the way that the new Orleans saints, uh, you know, were structured financially, you know, they, they didn't have like those type of guys that they, they have inside the accounting room right now making these type of decisions. So a lot of the mistakes that they made, you know what I'm saying? They, they had to, they have to account for it on the field. So Sean Payton had to scheme around the guys that they had, like the Tavares cadets, right? You know, Tavares cadet, if he's in the game, he's probably going to catch the ball out of the backfield. They brought Robert Meacham back. You know, they'll probably have him out there for those wide receiver screens or if they want to do a streak route or something like that. So it was based on what they actually had on the field. Sean Payton changed the way that he, you know, he changed the way the offense looked when Alvin Kamara came to me. The offense started to look different. They were more explosive. But the only difference was at this particular time, Drew Brees was at the twilight of his career. And some of the plays that he could have made in his prime were not available. So Drew Brees was still the best option for the New Orleans Saints to win. But Sean Payton had to scheme around the limitations of Drew. So I don't feel like the league has caught up to Sean Payton. 
because I feel like Sean Payton can scheme, you know what I'm saying, based on what he actually has. I don't feel like it's a coincidence that you didn't see these guys out at minicamp being outside as much. I don't think that's a coincidence. Their minicamp mostly was just them in a classroom. And why was it in a classroom? Because they understood that this was going to be a completely different offensive philosophy. Rather, they went with Taysom or they went with Jameis. So they wanted to make sure that not only are they players of the game, but they students of the game too. You don't do these type of things if you don't think that, you know, you're going to change up the scheme. If, like, think about this. all For the most part, all of these guys that are on the offensive side of the ball were here last year. If the Saints were going to run the same type of offense they did with Drew, why in the world would they devote their entire minicamp to classroom study? That doesn't make any sense. Like, if you know all the answers on the test, right, if you know they had a 20-question test coming your way on, on today, to, I'm doing this show on a Friday, and you know all the answers, would you be sitting in your, your dorm room or sitting in, at your house cramming for a test that you already know all the answers to? Absolutely not. You're going to have confidence. You're going to walk around. You're going to dab up your homeboys, your homegirls. You're going to, you know what I'm saying, probably go get you something to eat. You know what I'm saying? You're probably going to walk up in that classroom with confidence. So why would you want to go out here and have this type of classroom study if you're going to run the same type of offense? It's not going to happen, folks. This is going to be a completely different offense. Rather, they're going to be a good little balance of running. You know for a fact they're going to have more downfield throws. I mean, I think that pretty much is apparent if you looked at any of these preseason games. So you're going to see more explosive plays from the New Orleans Saints. And honestly, to me, I think that the Saints have they have a chance to be one of the, the the top five, top three offenses in the league. Like I can really see the New Orleans Saints blowing some teams out. If their defense plays the way that they've been playing in the preseason, if it transcends to the, you know, to the regular season and the offense starts to click. This would be a dangerous football team, man. So I don't feel like it's, it's going to be the same, the same type of offense. I don't. Winston will be great and give the Saints a few dynamics uh, that they will uh, not have had in recent years. The long ball uh, the Saints defense will be the catalyst. Winston will be a cog in the machine. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He can be a cog in the, uh, in the machine until, uh, you know, he, he gets comfortable with the offense. And then you'll be able to run the offense the way that you feel like it needs to be ran. But in the meantime, you can rely on this defense and rely on these guys to be the catalyst of the team. Now, this is a lot of pressure that we're putting on the defense. But look, it's about that time, in my opinion. It's about that time the defense steps up and, and they become the leaders of this team. As long as Sean Payton has been the head coach in the New Orleans Saints, this team has been led by the offense. And it's been led by the offense because I think that uh, Drew Brees enabled a lot of players defensively because they knew no matter what happened, they had a quarterback on the other side that can erase a deficit. You can't say that as confidently with Jameis Winston as you would say it with Drew Brees. And I'm not saying that Jameis can't lead the team back. I feel like he can. But it's a difference between you knowing that for certain and speculating it. So this defense is definitely going to have to step up and be the defense that we always wanted them to be. And really, there's no excuse. Over the last couple of years, we've seen tra transitions and regime changes on the defensive side of the football. I mean, Dennis Allen has been here for a good little minute now. And a lot of these defensive players have been here and have learned and have developed in a Dennis Allen system. So there should be no excuses and no miscommunications these guys should know each other like the back of their hands. They should know what the other person is thinking. They should know about discipline, eye discipline, tackling, assignments. They should know about all these things. Now, you do have your fair share of rookies. You got your, your Peyton Turners. You got your Pete Warners. You got your, your Zach Bonds, you know, those people that are kind of young to the defense. But still, this defense, for the most part, these guys should understand their assignments, and they should be able to make plays. And they should be able to figure it out right now you know and allow the offense to be able to find their identity because i feel like it's only fair because year after year it's been defensive changes secondary changes linebacker changes and the offense has had to be the catalyst until the defense figure it out around week six or week seven well it's time for the defense to be able to figure it out 
and give this offense an opportunity to find their identity and find their spark in the process. But if both of these these uh, sides of the football are clicking and you add special teams to that, too, with Deontay Harris, you know, running back kicks and and also these guys, the gunners like JT Gray making plays down the field, uh, Gillian um, kicking a ball 60 yards. This can be a really good, solid football team, man. And you got to give credit what credit is due to the head coaches and the coaching staff, Sean Payton and crew, uh, putting this team together, making sure that they have the right teachers, having the right guys to be able to teach these players and develop these players to be all that they can possibly be. The sky's the limit for the New Orleans Saints. So I'm looking forward to seeing how this season is going to turn out. And hopefully, hopefully, uh, you know, we, we get uh, some – some good moments this season. Uh, Saints are frauds, all bark, no bite. They just talk a lot before a season, then choke when the time comes. Uh, well, the Saints aren't, you know, all bark and no bite because all bark and no bite would mean that you don't make the playoffs. See, this is the this is the misconception of people. People, you know what I'm saying, tell you that the overall objective, of course, is the Super Bowl. But if you're a playoff team, that still means that you're a really good football team. And, you know, you have a lot of people out here that listen to the dirt sheets or they listen to their respected teams, uh, podcasts and stuff like that. And they give them this this false sense of confidence. They come up with these ass nine numbers in order to, you know, accommodate the, 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 the rhetoric that they speak in. But let's just be real about this. The Saints are one of the best football teams in the league. They won more games than any other team in the league. They're in the playoffs every single year. They win games in spite of any circumstances. They had their best player of all time in Drew Brees, missed nine games in two years. They still won 13 games. They won a division four times in a row. So I cannot say that this team is all barking, no bite. All barking, no bite would be the Falcons. All barking, no bite uh, would be, you know, some of these other teams out here, like the Dolphins, right, who had a chance to make the playoffs and didn't, right? Those are the teams that's all barking, no bite. So for a person that comes on here and makes a comment like that, I really wish that they actually do their due diligence and really fully understand uh, what all bark and no bite actually means. When you say all bark and no bite means that you talk a lot of noise and you don't back it up, right? You know what I'm saying? They go out there and they back it up. And they, you know what I'm saying? They win a lot of football games. So you can't say that. Uh, Drew Brees uh, used to have a good arm five plus years ago. People forgetting about his old arm. Yeah, he had a really good arm. He was extremely accurate down the field. But Father Time is undefeated. Father Time is undefeated, man. And, you know, it's no knock on Drew Brees. He's had some great moments. You know, he had some great moments. So I don't know who this is uh, with the spam, but I'm going to go ahead and block you, man, because I don't know what you're talking about there. I don't know what that is, but getting blocked. Uh, Tyrone, TJ, uh, I'll be watching all the new quarterbacks this year with new home. Yeah, me too, man. I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a huge football fan. I'm a Saints fan, but I love the NFL, so I'm definitely looking at uh, all these uh, football games, and hopefully these these young quarterbacks can find success. Uh, that's real talk, TJ. AJ says I don't think our Super Bowl window is closed. No, I beg to differ. I think that. You know, I still think the Saints have a chance to make the make the Super Bowl. I'm not. I don't. I don't feel bad about saying that. I think that this team has enough to to win these games. Man, all you got to do is make it to the playoffs, and you know, you never know what's going to happen, right? You you catch you catch hot at the right time. Who knows? You know, I think that this team can make the playoffs, and if they make the playoffs, who knows uh, what they can do? Uh, Kai says, "I want to see what Peyton Turner brings to the table. We drafted him in the first round." For a reason yeah i mean but according to nick uh nick underhill he hasn't practiced since august 10th i don't know if they're trying to hold him out for the regular season or you know he's really uh hurt you know what I'm saying he's really as hurt as they made him out to be father time thank you very much for the two dollars says i ain't i ain't never lost yet <laughs> thank you very much for all the time i really do appreciate that and uh <laughs> yeah man um yeah he's definitely undefeated uh, let's see. Where is that uh, playoff participation ring? Um, there is no playoff participation ring. But the, the logic of saying that a playoff team is a failure, like that's 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 asinine. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the only way I can see it. That's asinine. That's like saying that the Kansas City Chiefs, because they lost the Super Bowl, 
their failure or saying that the Green Bay Packers are a failure. Like, no, that, that, that just means that they lost a football game. That don't mean that they, they're a terrible football team. But, you know, I mean, to each his own. But I would, I would have to – I would have to say that your logic on what, a, you know, all barking, no bite and what a failure actually is like is, is misconstrued. I don't consider, you know what I'm saying? I don't consider a playoff team, a team that make a playoff as a, as a failed, as, as a failed year. Now it's a disappointing, it's disappointing because you lose in the playoffs, but that don't mean that you're a failure of a football team. You got teams that haven't been to the playoffs in years. You know, you got uh, teams that, you know, only had like so many playoff appearances in 20, 30 years. You know, those are the teams that I would consider, you know, like as consistent failures. But when you make the playoffs consistently, like I, I can't say that I can't say that, that that makes you a failure. You know, I don't buy into that. I don't buy into that media rhetoric. You know, they'll tell you, you know, if you ain't winning this and all that, you then you a failure. Nah, that, that ain't true. Special teams and field goal kicking still uh, some question marks. I think we might figure this one out this uh, year. Well, the Saints, uh, they have some options, man. I don't know if these other two kickers have signed with somebody. I know that the, the kicker from the Cokes lost uh, to Blankenship. He didn't miss a field goal. Uh, you got the guy that was backing up Justin Tucker. So there's still some options out there, man. Uh, it's a long shot, but I would not be surprised if Winston won MVP or comeback player of the year. Um, I don't think it's a long shot for comeback player of the year. It's like, I don't feel like it's a long shot, uh, for MVP. He has MVP type talent. You know, if he cut down on the turnovers, who knows what's good TJ, where's Peyton Turner? Uh, what's the severity of his injury? Well, nobody knows, uh, Dietrich and shouts out to uh, Dietrich, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all know Dietrich, man. Uh, Dietrich, uh, played Muhammad Ali, (laughs) You know, on the uh, on the show with Forrest Whitaker uh, playing Bumpy Johnson, man. So shouts out to Dietrich Augustine, man, my guy out there, man. Now, I mean, but I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I really don't know, man. You know what I was saying, sorry, man. They don't disclose, they don't disclose injuries, man. They don't. You know, like we don't know what's going on. He hasn't practiced since August tenth, and um, I don't know if they're holding him out. Just like I don't know the severity of Traquan Smith's injury. I mean, but the Saints, you know, they kind of keep everything under wraps. But the fact that, you know, I haven't seen him go on IR or they haven't put him on a pup list or anything like that, I think that, you know, I just think they're holding him out. Just like we haven't seen Pete Warner either, you know. So, man, there, there's a lot of you – know, that's the first that's the first round draft pick and the second round draft pick. So. Let's see, TJ, I'm in a house. Uh, I see the Saints becoming a balanced and play-action team. Well, I tell you what, if they can get that running game going – it sets up that play action. They're going to be dangerous, man. They're going to be extremely dangerous. They're going to be extremely dangerous, man. Uh, Steve, uh, Steven says, of the quarterbacks with new homes, uh, who do you see uh, being the most successful? <laughs> um, I'm at, man, look, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying this to be biased, but I think Jameis has the best chance. I think Jameis has the best chance to, to really make some noise because I just feel like Sean Payton gonna give him more opportunities to do so. Um, I'm just looking around the league, you know, at some of these uh, guys that that found new homes. Um, I really don't know, you know, with Jimmy Garoppolo, even though he's been with the 49ers, I don't know what he's gonna be able to do. Um, to attack of our Lord, really fully becoming a full-time starter for Miami, I'm not sure what he's gonna do. I mean, there, there's so many unanswered questions. Sam Darnold, I mean, that's up in the air. I mean, I think he can play solid. But if, if I was a, a betting man, I would say Jameis Winston would probably have more success because I, I feel like he, out of all those guys that that have uh, new homes and getting those starts, I feel like uh, Sean Payton is a better play caller and a better fit for him. Hill got the hell no to the no, no, no. <laughs> DJ, I love Hill, just not at quarterback. Now, I'm not going to give Taysom Hill the hell to the no, man. I'm not. You know, like, I, I respect Taysom Hill. Uh, I respect the fact that he he went out there and gave it everything that he had. And, um, yeah, man, I, I can't give him a hell to the no, man. I mean, Jameis Winston, to me, was just, you know, we're just better at that particular time, you know, and uh, he's the best fit. The same cast saying Saints are all barking no bite because they lose a game in January, but the same cast who argue their team is, uh, a beast 
when finally having a winning season after no playoffs in years. Yeah, man, I mean, look, I'm not here to debate that because, I mean, I feel like that's kind of troll behavior. Um, I deal with facts. You know, I deal with statistics. Um, and I deal with logic. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just don't. Like, if if a guy goes off for 56 points, right, and um, those 56 points are warranted I'm in a basketball game. And let's just say, for example, the game is tied five seconds on the clock. You get a guy who had 50 who had 56 points to ball, he shoots and miss, and they lose the game. That don't make him a failure. That means they lost the game. You know, like, th- that's the way I look at it. Um, I don't feel like a playoff team is a failure because it's so hard to win in the National Football League. You got some teams that win so often, it makes it seem easy, but it's not. And when you make the playoffs, that's tough, man. It, it is tough to win enough games in order for you to make the playoffs. So I cannot call you a failure there's only one team that can win a super bowl you know there's only one team that can win a super bowl every single year and then you have to look at the circumstances this isn't like basketball okay this isn't like the nba where you got the best of seven series this isn't like major league baseball when you have the best of seven series or hockey when you have a series this is like the ncaa tournament right it's one and done a team plays the most disciplined is probably gonna win that game that don't mean that they're better than that other team I'm just being serious. I mean, I think about that magical run that George Mason went on a couple years back, right? George Mason, you know what I'm saying, beating those big power conference teams. Does that mean George Mason in a seven-game series can knock off a Duke or knock off a Kentucky or knock off a North Carolina? Absolutely not. That just means in on that day, they were better. They were more disciplined. They played better basketball. That's Football kind of works the same way. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just how it works. It's not like the best team can always win the game because, I mean, a team can be 0 and 8, 0 and 9 and go up against a team with a winning record and still beat that team. That does that mean that that team that haven't won a game is better than that team? No, it just means that they played better on that on that day. I, I just think that people, you know, don't look at football logically. And I understand why, because some of the things that we actually listen to you know, kind of warps our judgment. But I can't get down with that. I just can't. How can any defense are playing uh, to stop Kamara and uh, denote uh, Harris knowing that uh, Jameis Arm can uh, beat them? I, I don't know. We, we'll see, though. We'll see. I don't see us beating Green Bay, but if we do, Jameis will be the GOAT for a week. <laughs> uh saints are going to have a great year the saints got lucky that they got winston well i mean yeah i mean we'll we'll see we'll see i think that i think that he has like some of the best arm talent that this team ever had i, I will say that no i didn't say the best quarterback i say arm talent uh now we need Taysom to bulk back up uh for that extra <laughs> no disrespect to hill but he is not a four or four down quarterback possession for possession I think a lot of people feel that way. I think in a game that he can win you a few games, but not like not consistently. Uh, why do you think we want uh beat Green Bay, uh, brother? Uh, I think I think you're saying why you think we won't beat Green Bay. I guess somebody thinks that we won't beat the Packers. I don't think that's too far fetched. I don't. I don't think that the, I don't think that the Packers are just that unbeatable. I wish Jameis the best. Bruce Aarons and Jameis' uh, contract year trying to be aggressive with the passing scheme was the worst thing that could happen to him. Uh, Peyton can help uh, make him an all-pro. I, I believe that. Good morning. If Latavius has another man preseason game, I think he's gone. I don't think so. I don't think he is. I think that Latavius Murray is uh, valuable. Now, I think that it might affect – bless you. It might uh, – <laughs> It might affect like some of his uh his snaps. You probably have to split it with Tony. But I think Devontae Freeman gonna be the odd man out. But the Saints always run with like a true or three running back set. So I don't think they're gonna cut him. I'll be shocked if they did though. I'll be shocked. But Tony Jones is making it interesting though. Uh I'm not hating uh Hill, man. Just joking. We need Hill, especially considering we are depleted at tight end and wide receiver. Even though I think our receivers are way better than we're told by the media, Winston and Hill shine. Well, look, I always believe 
and reserving my judgment. I always believed in reserving my judgment because we don't know for a fact. Like the only thing that separated these guys from some of these other wide receivers is that we really didn't know them that much. You know, we really haven't been introduced to these guys. Uh, so I'm always reserving my judgment. I don't, I don't buy into names, right? I, I don't buy into that. I don't think just because you have a name and this guy is just coming into the league or this guy hasn't really had those many snaps. I don't feel like that just means that that guy can't play. I, I just don't believe that because there are so many guys that come into the league every single year who probably didn't go to a power conference school, who probably was very unheralded coming to the league and they still make noise. So I always had confidence that when Sean Payton didn't go out here and sign this wide receiver and that wide receiver, that he really believed that these guys can get the job done. Case in point, I mean, everything that I've seen, they have. So I, I'm not buying into that. I think that these guys are much better than people are giving them credit for. Uh, Saints, Patriots, Green Bay, Pittsburgh are all examples of elite franchises. Um, yeah, I mean, to a certain extent, you know what I'm saying? Like, to a certain extent, um, you know, I look at the Green Bay Packers. I, I think that the Green Bay Packers are really good at building teams. Uh, they don't go out here just getting a whole bunch of free agents. They they draft really well. Uh, Pittsburgh, uh, they're really a well-coached organization. Uh, you know, good leadership up top. Uh, Patriots, man, of course. And um, the Saints, you know, they, they over the last 15 years, they have emerged to become, you know, that that particular uh, franchise. So, yeah, definitely. And you also got to bring – you got to put the Seattle Seahawks in there too. The Seattle Seahawks are a really good football team as well. They got a really good organization there. Um, Kansas City, uh, you know, under uh, yeah, under Andy Reid, they, they should be up there as well. Um, trying to see maybe some other teams looking around. Yeah, I would probably throw some of those guys, you know, those teams in there. And the Baltimore Ravens, of course, you got to throw the Baltimore Ravens in there as well. So. There are a lot of good uh there's a they got a lot of uh, good franchises out there that I feel like that that do a really good job at drafting and and also signing uh credible and adequate uh free agents. Uh but I want to take this moment to let everybody know that the State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by manscaped.com. Uh go to manscaped.com and you will save 20% off of your purchase by using a promo code state of saints. That's all one word, all lowercase letters, state of saints. You will save 20% off of your purchase. So I want to thank the fine folks at Manscaped for being an official sponsor of the State of the Saints podcast. Once again, manscaped.com. Use the promo code state of saints. Go with Greg. Greg says, I don't hate Hill, but Jameis is our uh, quarterback starter. That's all. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he is, man. I, I don't have anything. I don't have anything against Taysom either. Uh, do you think we will keep four quarterbacks with Simeon as a backup and Hill as a multiple position player? Um, yes, I, I feel like that's probably going to be what the New Orleans Saints do. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's going to be Trevor Simeon or Ian Book, but maybe they'll go with Trevor Simeon and put Ian Book on the practice squad. Probably something like that. So, yeah, I think they're going to keep all four of those quarterbacks. Uh, let's see, Collins, don't uh, go looking for love. Let love come to you. Pure love will never return to your uh, you void. 100. <laughs> let's see, uh, TJ, uh, uh, Tim Jeezy, I hope, uh, let me see, Lil Jordan makes y'all roster or at least uh, the practice squad. I've liked him since he was at Texas, and I think he can contribute uh, some to y'all. Yeah, I mean – He's going to make the roster, man. I mean, he's he been out there with the starting rotation. So I, I definitely feel like he's going to make the roster. And he's been making plays, man. So I can see him I can see him uh, being in the starting rotation, especially like since Michael Thomas is out. Uh, don't know what's going to happen with Deontay Harris. Traquan Smith has been hurt. So, yeah, I can see him being a part of that rotation. Lattimore might not get suspended. I hope not because you can't have Paulson or Ken Crawley or Devontae on Devontae Adams, uh, that's a mis uh, mismatch in heaven. Lattimore was a uh, do-good on Devontae Adams. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's going to get suspended. I mean, looking at all of the uh, evidence, uh, you know, it really don't support uh, or warrant a suspension. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you will have to prove that he knew he did not know the gun was stolen. You know, you will have to prove that, you know, and, and he's saying that he didn't know that. So is it like your word against his? So how would they how would he know? You know, so there's a lot of things that's working in his favor. And as close as we get to the regular season, the more confident I am about him possibly not getting suspended. And if and if he does get suspended leading into week one, that is like totally unfair by the National Football League. Because if you're going to suspend a guy, just go ahead and let him know and be prepared. Just like with Davion Yamada. Davion Yamada suspended for six games. We already know that. The Saints know it. They'll, they know how to rotate that. They're prepared for it. If you don't tell us, okay, man, we're going to suspend this guy for two or four games going into the regular season, that's totally unfair. NFL going to wait till the last possible minute before they make a decision and Harris and Lattimore because Goodell is a clown and petty like it. Yeah, that, that's totally unfair. You know, I didn't even look at that comment. I just, just so happened to be saying that, you know what I mean, as that comment came up. But, yeah, you know, totally unfair, totally unfair. I'm going to read a few more, and then we're going to go ahead and uh, get up out of here. Jerry Lewis, uh, not the one from the telethon, says, uh, must be pre- uh, pretty lame in the book chat groups. <laughs> nah, man, I mean, look, I welcome every uh, team, you know, every uh, fan of any team out here. You know, I don't I don't have no problem with that, man. You're all welcome. You know, you're all uh, welcome to give your opinions about how you feel. I, I don't knock anybody unless it's just mad, disrespectful, you're trolling, you're being racist, or, or you're spam, you know. Hey, TJ, I think the Saints uh, should keep Kevin White uh, because of potential. What do you think? Uh, I think if he keep dropping passes, he need to be on the street. Uh, I'm just being serious. I understand you're nervous. I understand you ain't playing a long time. But, uh, no, you can't be dropping no quick slant passes like that. So he need a bounce back. He need a bounce back, man. He need a juvenile bounce back in order for him to try to make this team. Now, I do like what I see on special teams. Um, He, he was uh, playing gunner. And he was, uh, you know, running down the field, and he looked pretty good. And then you look at Bryce, uh, Bryce Thompson, who's hurt. I think the Saints had to end up waving him because he ended up getting hurt. So there's still a place uh, for for some gunners on the New Orleans Saints team. So I mean, he played pretty good on special teams. So if he want to make the team, you may have to start with special teams. Uh, Jameis uh, is still young. Uh, he gonna light up teams this year. Green Bay will be the first to get this smoke. Hope so. Hope so. <laughs> uh, let's see. Saints Nation on fire. Game move to twelve o'clock. So that's good. I think they just, all games gonna be tomorrow. They're just trying to get it out the way. So, man said he need a juvenile bounce back. Yeah, he definitely do, man. He need to bounce back on the real. He need a huge bounce back. Uh, Kevin White could make this team on special teams. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's what I see. He looked real good on special teams. Saints will win the South. I don't know if they're going to win the South or not. And honestly, uh, Sky Life, I don't care. I just want this team to make the playoff. I don't care about. I don't care about division titles no more. I don't. You know what I'm saying? Like I understand as a, you know, if they win a division, I'm happy. But that's not my primary focus. I want this team to make the playoff because it it, it just showed. You win a playoff, I mean, you win a division, you get a home game, you still lose, right? You had the one seed, the two seed, and the three seed in the last three years, respectively, and it did absolutely nothing. Like, that's why I don't care. I just want to see this team perform in the playoffs. That's all all I care about. That's all I care about, man. And we'll end with uh, Tyree says, all we got to do is run the ball, and Jameis got to make the right decision and throw the ball. That's how we can be uh, best Green Bay and the defense got to play lights out. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, like, I mean, you got to have a balanced attack unless uh, Green Bay has fixed some of those issues up front. Um, you can run against them. Uh, the secondary, I mean, they, they have Jair Alexander out there, but they still susceptible to getting beat. So I think the Saints have a good chance of beating the Packers. All they got to do is just play balance and don't turn the ball over. You know, I mean, Green Bay, they take advantage of your mistakes. Any team, you know, that's that's what got them beating Tampa, you know, by t- uh, Tampa, you know, taking advantage of their mistakes. So if the Saints limit their mistakes, they'll be just fine. 
But I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Really do appreciate it. Uh, special shout out to everybody in the chat that, that gave their comments and asked their questions. Thank you all so much. You can check out the State of the Saints podcast by subscribing to the channel. YouTube.com, search The State of the Saints podcast. Also, Facebook.com, search The State of the Saints podcast. You can follow me on social media at TJ Jones 8, TJAY Jones 8. Previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Anchor FM. And you can also check out the Pigskin Podcast Network, also the official home of the State of the Saints podcast. And make sure you check out Manscaped.com using the promo code State of Saints and save 20% off. You all have a great day, night, evening, whenever you're checking out this podcast. And all I got to say is, who that?